And now, Capital 263. To politics and beyond on Capital 263. My name is Christopher Farai Charamba. And I'm Tawanda Henry Beatty. And yeah, welcome to the best political podcast 44 days out of the general election. Is that how many days it is not left? Yeah, well, it's for me, it's 1.30 in the morning on the 17th, so I think it's actually 43. Oh, baby, oh, baby. Closer and closer we edge to the most important um, political decision that Zimbabwe will have to make in a long time. Uh, more important than 2013, I say. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> This this one is for the this one is you know this one marks a turning point for the country. Yeah. Anything under Mugabe, anything with Mugabe was going to be was stagnant. Was you know it was the same, um, turning in the same space. No, whatever happens is going to be a turning point. Um, because whoever wins is going to have a legitimate mandate to rule, and then they and can only succeed or fail on their own merits really yeah and they've got five years yeah. in which to to do it uh you know when 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 ed came he was what eight months out from an election and you can do a lot in eight months but you the the support and the backing that he needed to get things done he wasn't going to get it in that eight month period you know so the whole eight months has been yeah go ahead has been about i was gonna say the whole eight months has been about positioning himself for the next five years yeah. should he get the mandate in in at the end of july yeah i think that's a that's a wonderful point we always have this thing of thinking that we're exceptional but it reminds me of Theresa may calling that uh you know general election or the election in in england soon after taking control of the country because she she needed her own mandate to be able to rule uh, yeah, she did. Oh, yeah, the the snap election, okay? Yeah, which she didn't do as although, well as she expected to, but she yeah. still won. Yeah, although it panned out, you know, a bit badly for her. But yeah, you're you're, you're right. That that aspect of legitimacy and security as well is is very important, and especially for for where Zimbabwe is and where Zimbabwe wants to go, it's not something that we are going to accomplish. Uh, on our own, and uh, this is, you know, evident in 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 all of the the in both the major manifestos that are out is that they're definitely hoping to get external support to take Zimbabwe forward in terms of its development. And so, eight months, like I mentioned, is a small space, but five years, a lot can be done in five years. And oh. now it's just it it comes down to who you trust to be able to take Zimbabwe forward. For the next five years, and it's a very important decision that um, you know that Zimbabweans have to make. Yeah, and, and they began. Well, you know, the first step in making that decision was the nomination court this last week. I think it sat on Thursday. Um, so I think that's basically what we'll talk about this this whole episode uh, there was enough drama there for maybe three or four episodes 
Um, so we'll just focus on the nomination court. Uh, but quickly before we get started, just like to shout out to Penyu for that interview with uh, the adv- the good advocate and the aspiring member of parliament for Mount Pleasant, Fadzi Mahere. Wow, it was <laughs> it was a good interview, <laughs> well received. Yeah, um, I mean, but obviously man on the ground she always does good work and it's a pity we couldn't get her on today because she's she's incredible yeah no shout out to opinion that was uh well appreciated actually we hope she's gonna be doing more of those uh interviews um it was it was interesting to hear you know some of the things that fadzi was speaking about um in that um i will one of them that stuck out was the role of parliamentarians, which I don't think is something that is addressed, or it, it makes me think that there is need for a civic education course, not just for citizens to understand the role of the elected officials, which is very important, but also for the elected officials to understand the roles that they are meant to be carrying out. Um, you know, they played that clip from, from Temba Mliswa, where he was, you know, calling out um, PR MPs because they don't say anything. And, you know, Fadzi also spoke about that, you know, in terms of the role of MPs and what it is that they're supposed to be doing. A lot of them I don't think understand and end up being placeholders. So that's one aspect that needs to be looked at is how do we educate our people and our elected officials as to what it is that they are meant to be doing when they're in, when they are in certain positions, and it goes all the way from ward councillor to the president himself. I think the president, what what yeah, what it is, what 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 it is you should and should not be doing as as president. We've had president, we've had a president who you know used to rule by decree at certain points. Um, we still do. We have a cabinet that, you know, makes decisions randomly, some might say, or they make these decisions that, you know, people end up questioning. Fadzi brought up the one about um, Bitcoin. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, they really, that's something that we needs to be looked at, at the education system, um, all the way from, you know, what do they call it now? ERC? Yeah. ED, no, what do they call it? ED something. Oh, for early learning. Yeah, that, um, before grade zero ED, or whatever. EDC, early development centers, EDC. they're called EDCs. Yeah, EDC, all the way from EDCs to... ED, I request it. To PhD level. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't think you can ever stop learning the important... They, you can never stop learning about... You can never stop civic education. I think there's always something to be added and subtracted and discussed in that field. Yeah, I I don't disagree with any of that. And obviously to the listeners, we're almost there um, to this election. Thanks for being on this journey with us. Um, yeah, it was. it's been... It's it's been exciting. I I would say that um, if we go through the archive, we've pretty much covered every significant political event in the last eighteen months or so. Um, it's a good good archive to have. I'm sure we'll look back on this in a in a while. 
and and laugh about it and 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 reminisce on how chaotic some of the wild were. things that we said we literally we're we're, we're podcasting while mugabe was being removed from office <laughs> <laughs> anyway nomination quote um significant in that there is no robert mugabe on the ballot yay and the people say yay um <laughs> yes we definitely uh, celebrate the fact that for the first time for the first time for the first time in zimbabwe this history we shall not have not only will we not have robert mugabe we won't have a mugabe they could have they could have put Leo Mugabe, they could have put Chatunga Mugabe, they could, have, Grace. they could have put Grace Mugabe, you know. There were other Mugabe's who could have made it to the ballot, but none of them, uh, none of their names appear. And we, you know, we celebrate that fact. Um, but yeah, so um, we have, in this election on July 30th, there shall be 23 presidential candidates. I think this is the most we've ever had. Um, before, I'm not sure, but perhaps five or six? Yeah, I think there was six. I saw was, the ballot papers compared side to side. Five or six from, from previous elections. And now we have 23. Busha um, Joseph Makamba of Free Zim Congress, Chamisa Nelson of MDC Alliance, Chuguvare Tondrai, Johannes of People's Progressive Party, Chikanga Everisto Washington of Rebuild Zimbabwe, Zapasi Melba of Hashtag 1980 Freedom Movement Zimbabwe, Gava Mapfumo Peter of United Democratic Front, Shlavananga Kwanele of uh, Republicans Party of Zimbabwe, Ove Mambi Divine of National Alliance of Patriotic and Democratic Republicans. We are only at eight. <laughs> Kasia Muru Blessing of Zimbabwe Partnership for Prosperity, Kupe Tokozani of Movement for Democratic Change, T. Maduku Love More of National Constitutional Assembly, Mangoma Elton Steers of Coalition of Democrats, Manika Noangoni of Build Zimbabwe Alliance, Mariachi Violet of United Democratic Movement, Nangagwa Emerson Dambuzo of Zimbabwe African National Union Patriotic Front, Moyonkosana Donald of Alliance for People's Agenda, Mteki Brian Taurai, an independent, Mugadza William Tawonezi, of Bethel Christian Party, Mujuru Joyce Teurai Ropa of People's Rainbow Coalition, Munyanduri Tendai Peter of New Patriotic Front, Mutinire Ambrose of National Patriotic Front, Shumba Daniel of United Democratic Alliance, and Wilson Harry Peter of Democratic Opposition Party. Yay! <laughs> wow, that's, that's actually, that's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. That's $23,000. That's been yeah. donated. In fact, let's say twenty twenty one thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> Because there's only two two <laughs> real candidates. There's only two real candidates. I mean, so so this is the thing. Um, you know, I'm looking at this list. Chamisa, yes, I I I, I understand. Mnangagwa, yes, obviously. Um, Mujuru, I understand where she's coming from. Yeah. Um, um, Moyo. Moyonkosana, I mean, I don't agree with it, but I understand. Uh, Manika, Noah Manika, I get it as well. And Kupe. Ambrose Mutini. 
and and Kupe. Yes. So those are the only them, people right? who I would give. Mine is not even to give them a chance, but some of them I just simply understand why they are doing what they're doing. Everyone else on this list, though, I mean, Ambrose Mutiniri, I get it, but he in his right mind shouldn't think that he's going to win this election. Now, this is my question to the to the other, so there's 23 minus that, other 17 people, right? Is, do they genuinely believe that they are going to get the two, I don't know, 2.2 million votes required to win this election? Look, like I said, you know, we've had this theory a lot and Maporofita have been working overtime this election. And I use that as a specific example. I'm trying to find the particular candidate. I think it's... Uh, Mugaza William, Bethel Christian Party. Yeah, who said that he doesn't have to campaign. He's been told that he's going to be president of Zimbabwe, so he'll be sitting at home. No, I, 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 I don't know who that is. It might not be him. I think it's between... Yeah, it's... We're dread. Taurai, Brian, take. Oh, take. Yeah. Who, who said he doesn't need to campaign because he already he's, knows that he's, he's going to be uh, the next president. He was, he was shown. <laughs> so. I mean... I, it, Fair enough. I, you know, I understand when, when we are from a religious perspective and believe could be, you know, they were shown by some divine intervention that this is their destiny and that is why they choose to do it. Um, I, I will draw parallels to individuals who, um, or who, I, I want to be very politically correct here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I will draw parallels to individuals who may or may not have you know some sort of mental issues that make them see and believe things see mm. hear and believe things but for me an individual who says that who simply believes that they were shown something and they are not going to go out to canvas because elections are about numbers simply you have to have the people on your side you can't be you can't have uh one voice in your head telling you that this is what it is i'm going to question your sanity um and and that's that so that's that's all that's some of some of the people i understand you know they are they there are various reasons but for there to be 23 people on the list is quite incredible especially where there are twenty. There are seventeen or so people. Some of them I've never even heard of, and I wonder what makes them so confident to pay a thousand dollars to say this is what I intend to do. Um, you Man, know, you, I, should, I wish I'd, I wish I'd, I wish I'd lined up the clip. There's an uh, TB at, in Harare East. This this. At Chizzy Pity Shops, actually, this week, had a very funny. I would like to a stand-up routine about that. <laughs> um, particularly talking about Maduku and Elton Mangoma, and how it must be very difficult to face your wife after one muka or a thousand dollars or end up nomination code or a thousand dollars. 
I mean, this is it's uh, to be uh, to be honest, uh, very seriously speaking. Love Momaduku woke up and said, "This is what I intend to do." And and isn't Maduku representing Kupe? Yeah. So this obviously I understand, you know, he's got a profession, he's got a he's got a job to do, but surely this is a conflict of interest. It's it's wild. How, I don't I don't understand, how, my friend. I don't understand. How, how how does how does how does how how do you represent a rival in a presidential election who is um in a suit against another rival in a presidential election. Look, I don't know. I, 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 the, the only thing that I can I can surmise is that some of these guys don't actually respect the Zimbabwean people. I think that's actually at the end of the day, it needs to come down to something like that. I I I, I completely agree. I think you know it's it's whether it's an ego thing, whether it's you know an aspect of self actualization. I really want to understand, you know where a lot of these candidates are coming from and it would be really great this is where you know the media um should come in and actually no i, I have of some of it i have some of it um a poor news did uh, you know try to do uh some some bios on the leaders but uh, oh. you know there's nothing besides so, here. So, so so the thing is Mine is not so much in terms of the bios, but to understand what their interests are and what their ideologies and principles and and policies that they stand for. This would be a great time for me. I'm just interested to have a look at the manifestos and not so much in the sense of wanting to see what it is they would do, but simply just to see how, you know, similar they are going to be to each other or how different. So um, I think it was in the group uh you know in the conversations when i was asking about it and someone brought up the aspect of um no it was a conversation i was having with somebody after the list came out and they said well you know in the uk you you have parties like ukip which will never win but they still exist and they still contest in the and i and and i said my response to that was you know i completely agree there's never anything wrong with having small parties that are there. But those small parties generally tend to represent certain interests. So the Green Party, for example, will be full of environmentalists and people who um, and, and will push for environmental issues and people who subscribe to that, those ideologies follow those parties. I really want to know sort of ideology. There's a party here that I want to raise, the last one. What's it called? Something about opposition party. Democratic opposition, opposition party, party, right? Well, you know what? What? What specific? Unless they, you know, it, someone mentioned that you know it defeats the purpose if they didn't win. They'd have to change their name because they're no longer an opposition. Yeah. But what? What sort of ideologies or, or what? What points are they so fundamentally different from everyone else that you know they have to stand? alone and it goes for any of the other ones united democratic front um but the, here's the thing uh, with, here's with, the thing though chris more importantly yeah it's not so much about you know niche interests or or minority groups that i can understand what minority groups generally do is 
start from the grassroots. So honestly, I would rather have had um, Tawakazi, forgive my pronunciation, you know, Liberation Front leader running for president in Zimbabwe based off the fact that he's hoping that he can show that he can get a million votes or 800,000, however, in Matibilian, and then use that as a launching point for something. Yeah, no, I like I, those I things make agree. sense, but these guys, is, there's no party. You know, when we talk of briefcase parties, these parties only exist in Zex database. This is exact, and I completely agree. This is, you know, this is my point that none of these are actually true minority parties because I don't believe that they have issues. You you mentioned Twaka, and, and that's a brilliant example actually to put up. If they were such a thing, it would make sense. Um, you know, and you could argue that this is why this exists in its form. But here, I can't, I can't make a rationale for any of the other ones. Um, for any, you know, and I'm talking about these unknown, um, and I, I use unknown, I'll put it in quotes, because there must be somebody who knows them, or they know each other um, enough to, to want to do this. Some of the other ones, so Maduku, I, I, you know, I, I question why he would do it, because surely he's smart enough to know that this isn't going to end well. Manika, I get. Um, uh, Anunzani, uh, no, yeah. yeah. But Manika has built an institution. Um, Mkosana yeah. Moyo has built an institution. Tokozani yeah. Kupe has stolen an institution. All these guys have something <laughs> behind them. Yeah, this this is this is what I'm saying. Those ones I get. Even um, Mangoma, um, Elton Mangoma. I, I I suppose so. And this is you know something we can we can we can get into um, when we look at it. The main, the, the 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 ones we've considered front runners come from MDC or ZANU PF. Yeah. Bar 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 Manika. So we have um, from the MDC you have Shamisa, you have um, Elton Mangoma, and you have Kupe. Tokozani Kupe. Right. These are all former or you know from the MDC. From yeah. ZANU PF, you have Nangagwa, you have Maimjuru, you have Mutini, and some would like to group Kosamo there, but you know he's 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 his own man. Then the two outsiders, outsiders, I use it uh, loosely, would be Kosana Moyo and, um, and Noah Manika. Manika. That's eight candidates. That's eight candidates. That's if, reasonable. If we were going, if we were going into an election with those eight candidates, I would even understand. You know, I I can understand why. Some of the other ones are there because you know they are split away factions from the biggest, and we could make an argument that they might have split away with people from their actual parties yeah. who are then going to vote, who are then going to vote for them. Also, when you consider that Elliot Manika was once is is has been an elector, not Elliot Manika, sorry, um, Elton Mangoma is a former elected official. Yeah. Joyce Mujuru is a former vice president. Ambrose Mutindi is a former elected official. These are people who have won, who have can at numbers. least say could I have won 4,000, 10,000 votes in my constituency. So they at least know somehow in the national election that they can guarantee, not guarantee, but they can say I've won something before. Yeah, they 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 they, they have a, a, uh, a, a base. place from which to yeah. start, a base. They have a base. Everyone else on that list well, has Maduka ever been elected? No, of course not. You see, so everyone else on this list, I'm I'm questioning what makes them think that they, you know, that they can make it this far. 
and 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 this really is is it it baffles me but you know maybe we shouldn't dwell on it long but it really is strange um yeah but you know you then get all sorts of rumors and fear mongering and everything associated with that i think we just uh, a nation that's particularly prone to hubris i think we we think we're smarter than we are we're more capable than we are and we're very smart and we're very capable but and there's nothing special about any of these people somehow they believe they're special and I mean that really goes for all the candidates across the parties, but at least some of them. <laughs> that's that's simply it. Um, and now now Zek has an issue because what happens with the ballot paper, you know? And this is this is something it would it it will be interesting to see in practice, but also I think it would be interesting if you had um, organizations, think tanks or whatever. Who could test it out and test out or studies in the post after the election, depending on what sort of ballot paper they use, whether they use uh, a long, you know, thing. But that's a that's a good that's a good that's a good. We should actually dwell on that a little bit. That's a good question because yeah, you know, they constitutionally have to have the the names in alphabetical order. So right, one would assume that. Uh, they're tied to having a long form from 1 to 23 in a long booklet um, straight down similar to the Ivory Coast ballot paper or or the Kenyan or any of these countries just straight down like like yes. you know those ticket papers this ones just go straight down yeah so so you yeah like a like a receipt yeah yeah so you could you I mean they could have that long one that goes straight down or perhaps they can have it on a um uh, a, uh, a landscape and then have you know uh columns and probably 23 you have what four columns with five names each one a couple of them with six maybe that's that's another way to perhaps do it i don't know how they're going to do it but what i would like to it what i'm interested in knowing is if a study could be done afterwards where you get a group of people, I don't know how many people you'd need for the study, and you have a control with the one that Zek used, and then you have different types of ballot papers, and see whether the results would have changed based on what kind of ballot paper we actually then have in the end. Because if you are, I mean, Chamisa's name is closer to the top. Yeah. So he's, if it's a booklet, whatever happens, he's definitely on page one. Yeah. Mnangagwa's name is under uh, just below half. So what happens is, do people scroll down looking for it? What are they going to be looking for? Are they going to be looking for the picture? Are they going to be looking for the name? Are they going to be looking for the party logo? How similar are all these other party logos in terms of color, in terms of um, yeah, is was the last. Design, I didn't vote in the last election. Was the last ballot paper in color? I I don't know. That's something that um, I'm not sure. I I think so. Surely. Mm, I mean. Um, 
might be able to uh, uh, the one I see here is in black and white yeah so whether it's in color all these things yeah the one, like the how one do they affect it, people yeah. particularly if you're going to argue that um afrobarometers you know statistics are correct and that there's 26 percent of the voting you know population that's are essentially undecided yeah so the way i see it here is is, is the last one is it's um it 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 simply comes down and you've got the name you've got the party name next to it you've got the party logo next to it picture of the candidate and then a space to mark your 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 x and it looks like it's about an a5 sheet of paper but on this one you have only five names yeah so now with 23 this such as uh, a sheet of paper is too small it's going to have to be you know a bit longer and for all those columns how do you fit everything in it's an interesting um predicament zekas finds itself in and it's not only at um presidential level i understand that because um there's, the there was no and there was no fee for council yeah because there was no fee for council um so many people were turning up to register their names yeah i i understand that um for 46 wards in harare there's about 390 council candidates which is i mean that's that's a lot of candidates um and <laughs> and um and it and it should be it should prove to be an interesting well i mean it's it's about what eight maybe seven or eight candidates per ward at maybe. council level yeah at council level yeah which yeah. is you know which it's not ridiculous it's not no 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 i wonder how it plays out <coughs> in terms of you know who then has power in the, who, do you at know, the presidential level, at do the you know what I think? Level, this might actually play into the hands of the big parties at at council level. At any level, I I feel at, yeah. if you because you get all your ballot papers at the same time. If you're faced with, and this is a full-on guess, I mean, people can correct me if I'm wrong. If you're faced with a lot of choices. In that moment, you'll think, hey, let me find who I recognize instantly. Am I going Zanu MDC? Cool, I'm going Zanu. Tick, 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 tick. That's it. Like, had it well, been so five choices at council, three choices at, at parliament, and, and, and ten choices at president, you might want to spend more time on it. But Well, so this, so, so this is the thing. Obviously, with more candidates, it's going to increase the length of time that an individual spends in the booth right yeah and it it might not be the individuals that are in there first that get frustrated but if you've been standing in the line and obviously only want a thousand people per um, per, per polling per, station per polling, per polling station per polling station but if if someone if you're standing in the line and you are number 700 and something maybe even 300 and something and everyone else is taking a lengthier time you know how frustrated how 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 when you when you enter the box what sort of decision are you going to make 
Are you going to then revert to looking down everyone? Or as you said, are you just going to look for your symbol and say in that thinking, I'm going MDC, whoever it is, ba ba ba, and you tick and you put it through. That's another, you know, those are some of the other questions that, that I have from this voting process. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. Um, talking about the nomination court events itself, um, it was uh, I mean it was fairly well run. I think there's not many complaints there. I haven't heard any complaints at all um, in terms of the administrative issues of it. Besides, of course, the voters' role, which we might just finish off with at the end because I have a little rant about that. But um. Yeah, it was fairly well run across the country. Um, there's instances where candidates were fighting, apparently, or allegedly in Chitungiza, stealing each other's nomination papers or or heads of um, nomination parties, refusing to sign documents, things like that. Um, but having witnessed nomination court for Harare East for a number of years... These shenanigans always happen. Um, there's really nothing new or nothing unique about this nomination court, except the fact that we're more aware of what's happening. What is your um, opinion on on the way Zek has been run run uh, on the way Zek has been conducting itself since justice or in this in this build up to the elections since Justice Chukumba t- took over? Still don't know why what's uh, why Justice Makarao actually resigned. That's uh, something. Uh, because she was in the wrong basket. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't see. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, what is your opinion on on Zek and the way it's it is it's it's being conducted? I think she is an efficient manager, but. In my humble opinion, she hasn't really gone to address any of the institutional problems that someone from my position or someone from the opposition would have with Zek. Uh, I think this process would have been a lot more chaotic with someone less organized. But it's still... There's just institutional problems that really... Whether she doesn't have the appetite or the power to solve, that they'll always be there. So Zex as an institution still is problematic, but she, in her own role, has done quite well. Um, caveated by the fact that she, I believe, was being dishonest, and this is something I want to talk about later. But we can talk about it now, in terms of the voters' role. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll, I think we, we can get to that, the, the issue. Of but yeah, talk, overall, she's done well. I mean, given Zim, it's one of the least least ineffective institutions. They, they reply to petitions, which is a first. They give regular press conferences, which is also a first. And they're really attempting to try and be as free and fair as you can be without giving away the election. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anyone listens to me and gets annoyed at my bias. If you if you if you if you're expecting me not to be biased, please just it's maybe after election. Wow, oh, <laughs> I know exactly where that one is going. Well done. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think uh, you know Zek Zek is 
one, there's a noticeable change at SEC. We can start there. Um, and I think, you know, Justice Chukumba's making an effort. Obviously, we all know that there are, there are certain constraints. As you said, the institution itself is not is not clear. Um, and obviously, if you're cooking in a dirty kitchen, things are going to... Um, going to poison the food. You very much can. But she's trying to at least scrub a pot or two before she puts something in it, which I... I I think is a great is a step in the right direction and hopefully um this or hopefully she manages to actually see Zek through to a, to being a proper independent institution. Um I think she 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 definitely has the the temperament for the job. Um don't know how much influence and control is or influence is coming from 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 Lumutapa building um, and what sort of pressure she's under. But I definitely think that she can or she she has the ability to steer the organization into into a proper direction. Um, back to the list of candidates. Actually, one thing that I wanted to discuss is the alliance. Um, so the alliance is now. Now everything's set in stone. Now we know Nelson Chamisa for the alliance. Um, but when the issue of the alliance was being brought about, was it last year or two years ago? There yeah. was, you know, this idea of a grand coalition that was needed to um, move Mukabe and Sanupia. And not only do we have a splinter MDC, but you know now we have more than we've ever had any ever before. Um, so how do we judge the project of this grand coalition? Uh, I think the grand some, coalition, myself included. Yeah, go ahead. Might say might say that 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 it's, it's it, that the, the the idea of it failed. They did not get a grand coalition. They got a coalition of sorts, but it certainly wasn't a grand coalition. And it it actually there were there were fissures that came out of it, out of the idea of the grand coalition, actually came factionalism rather than there being unity. Yeah, I I think the idea of a grand coalition was not realized. Um, what you essentially then had was a reunification of the original MDC. I think most of the splinter, the original splinter parts of the MDC sort of came under the MDC alliance. And that's why its name is perhaps more fitting. It's the, an alliance of the MDC parties. The Tokozani Kupe, you know, split was unfortunate and... I mean, we've we've had episodes on it, but yeah, the idea of an alliance, a grand coalition, a big tent, didn't materialize as it was envisioned by you know the late Doctor Richard Morgan Sengler, who's been credited with the, coming up with the idea of a coalition. But you know, Um So it didn't it didn't it didn't come together like that. That being said. Uh, 
it's perhaps if if we have a situation where there's a runoff, you might see a lot more coalition around a certain candidate, and maybe we just our democracy is just not there. We're just not in a situation where I mean, we can have that. I mean, so so um, you know, Nkosana was asked a long time ago whether he would join the grand coalition, and his argument was, "Why would I draw in something you know before?" before an election why would i you know join a, a thing before it i will join it after so you've mentioned a runoff situation um but when i look at it in a run so if we if we we mentioned eight candidates as main sort of the three mdc ones the three zan ones and the two outliers um there's a lot of so say um emerson and nelson go off to a a, a runoff they, we can assume that Mujuru is not going back to to Zan. So Emerson could, pro, I mean Nelson can profit from Mujuru. Mutiniri as well. Yeah. Right? Then you have uh, Elton Mangoma. Don't know where he he stands. You might You'd, be in a better I don't think I, I, he would likely go back to the MDC. Okay, um, you have. Although, to actually, to be fair, I think Mutiniri could be bought. But anyway, um, then you have uh, Kupe. She could be bought as well. Who, who who allegedly, you know, was willing to side with um, Nkosana Moyo for a fee. You have Nkosana Moyo himself, and then you have Manika, who I think would just you know let it be unless he's offered something. And this is the thing, is you're going to have both sides lobbying all of these candidates to come onto their side. And this is where, for me, it's going to be interesting to see what actually happens in such a, in, in such a circumstance. Because, say, a Mujuru has, I don't know, 8 to 10%, right? That, that could be all you need. Um what exactly would be on the table for them to be offered? And then how would that affect some of the other alliance members? Because somebody is going to have to give up a position to uh, accommodate Mujuru in whatever it, was, it, would, it would be. I think it's, it's going to be a very interesting scenario to see how a lot of these things um, play out. And I think that's where... But here's, here's something... Think, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I was going to say, I think that the, the reason why, for me, the coalition failed to materialize was obviously because of the interests. Everyone was protecting their personal interests ahead of whether it be national interests or, the, or people's interests. And also, it's, you know, it's this ego thing of genuinely believing that they are, you know, that you cannot be beneath a certain individual or you are genuinely better um, than that person. And how that then plays out, should we go to a runoff, is going to be very interesting and very telling. Yeah, you know, if I were to write an article about this, and I might um, post the election, the idea of alliance died when... Or successful grand coalition died when the MDC stopped contesting by elections. Uh, 
because it never had an opportunity to to highlight its electoral dominance as a second alternative to Zano PF. So the MDC mm-hmm. itself was always viewed as too weak to actually be one that you can come as an umbrella under. Whereas if you look at a op- uh, country such as Kenya, which is you know our closest cousin in terms of our electoral history, recent electoral history from perhaps 2007, you know, Kenya had a violent 2007 election, we had a very violent 2008 election, and they both resulted into governments of national units of sorts. And then following that, the opposition in Kenya attempted an alliance and, it, and you know, it didn't work out. But what, yeah, what are they called again? Um, Cord, and which became NASA at that time, did was they were winning by elections. They were by far the most powerful opposition party. Odinga was dominant in their space and is still is dominant in space. Whereas the decision to boycott and, you know, some of those tactical areas on the MDC or just lack of funding, whatever it was, meant that they could never be king in their own sphere. That, that, that you know, that makes absolute sense. And I, um, I hadn't thought of that angle. So and I think that's, that's a very important point. Um, so... They, they, So now, for the runoff scenario, the MDC or Chamise and the MDC Alliance, Chamise in this scenario, would have to, you know, really be around the 40, 41% mark. Um, Because without him being that close, you would likely see a scenario where, you know, your Tokozani Kupes and everyone and, and there's some frightening things that people have said, you know, like there's certain, you know, parties that are saying, Oh look, whatever happens and these are small parties, whatever happens after this election, we're going to be in government. We're not we're going to be the government. We're going to be mm. in government. Mm. Mm. So there's this belief that and some of this bad blood in the opposition is is is, is runs deep. There's a belief that a government, a national unity will happen if there's an event of a runoff, um, similar to a coalition government that would happen in, in, in the parliamentary system of England. And, and a lot of people, you know, a lot of opposition people, are, a lot of people in the country have been talking about this and, you know, almost regurgitating rumors here, yeah, but there's pros and cons. And I think that well, so, that's so, why that that chance, what happened to Nube and Mutambara in 2008, that chance is probably why you see a lot of these people, your Joyce Majurus, not actually being in, an, in, an, in a coalition or an alliance right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting to, you know, to see what happens. And to be quite honest, actually... Um, we could have a GNU, but a GNU not of the major parties. It simply could be a GNU of one major party with, you know, a couple of the other minor parties enough to get them over the board, over the, you know, whatever percentage that they need. Yeah, isn't um, Bettina has already the, suggested that Sanu take all the women over, from MDCD? 
from Kupe's party. She did, yeah. She did say, um, you know, uh, she did mention that um, because Zanu obviously, I really don't know what happened there, and I'm. I'm we have an interview. Like to, hopefully, that will answer the questions about the women in Zanopiev. Yeah, we do. Um, Upenius, Upenius is trying to 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 set that up. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to 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 say is, I'm I'm waiting now that you know nominations are in. I'm waiting to see actually what the field looks like in terms of the parliamentary candidates who's running who's running for which parties how many parties are fielding in a lot of const in 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 and in which constituencies i i saw something in going circulating that was it in matebeleland north or something where mdc councillors were registered in the wrong ward yeah it's in three councillors in matobo yeah in matobo um were who were registered or who aspiring councillors, but they were registered to vote in the wrong ward, so they couldn't be councillors for the ward that they wanted to be councillors in, or whatever it was. Um, which is, you know, obviously those are administrative uh, errors um, on the MDC's part, but which then means that whoever's just, you know, whether it's Zanu, I don't know if anyone else did, but some those could be easy. Seats one for 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 that. They've already yet. been won. They're uncontested. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, but you know, if they had, I, had the voters' roll. Yeah, we're coming to that. Um, we're definitely coming to that. But now I, I, I'm just interested to see what the electoral landscape actually looks like. We mentioned, you know, in Harare, you have all these 390 something um, people. I wonder what it's like across the country, and I wonder how long it's going to be until we. We get all this information. Seven days. The same way. Seven um, days. Yeah. So all the parties, all the nominated, everyone who's submitted anything has seven days to amend, remove, change any of their positions, and then after that, a full list of candidates will be published by Zek. So Absolutely. If there's any hope for a grand coalition the horse trading is happening in these before the election has to happen in the next seven days because if you actually pull out as a presidential candidate after the final list has come out you have to bear the cost of reprinting the ballot papers and nobody is doing that <laughs> yep uh do you get your thousand dollars back if you pull out now I don't think so. Zim's never refunded anything before, bro. Uh, so nobody's nobody's pulling out, bro. Like, I but thousand dollars. I for eighty. twenty-four million nam gabe. For who? So did you just get twenty-four million from Gabe? I saw that. I mean, I saw that. I hope so. But you know, there was somebody saying that ZANPF has two hundred million dollars for its electoral campaign. That's a lot of money, guys. Please, let's not. <laughs> Let's not come out, you know, swinging with numbers like oh, yeah. two hundred oh, yeah. That being said, uh, almost a year ago on this podcast, we were talking about a hundred million for a Zanopf campaign. Yes, no, if you well, think, if you actually think about vehicles in each constituency and motorbikes in each ward, that's almost fifty meter to buy. 
Maybe. Think about it. There's a maybe. brand I mean, new Isuzu maybe. in each constituency. Not to mention so Mabaz and everything like that. Yeah, maybe if we think about it uh, cumulatively, also in terms of you know exp- fuel expenses and all those uh, other incidentals. Yeah, perhaps actually it could actually reach. Hey, but two hundred million dollars—that's a lot of money, guys. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Anyway, it's so now coming for, to the for issue, your big issue. Jamisa. You can't be spending two hundred million for Jamisa, bro. Uh, how much? How much is the MDC spending? I don't know. I would have no clue. They've only got 1.8 million car from the political party's finance act. That's not all they have. And that's all they've got, player. That's not all they have. <laughs> Where would they get money? This is Magadura Warungu. That's where our that's where our 200 million dollars is coming from. Guma vet. Now, man. But Auntie Auntie, what's his name says he's ta- he's, he's he's taking us to 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 Jerusalem. He's he's so. I'm sure. I'm sure there was a, a a Jew or two who got very excited about that news. Nelson, ka at the manifesto launch. Yeah, about that one. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. Ah, that was. Uh, yeah, that that was something interesting. Um, I was I was going to to say in terms of you know. Uh, manifestos and 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 such things. I do think that people should should analyze them and scrutinize them um, and make decisions. At the end of the day, I think that we haven't gone through the two manifestos, MDC and SunPF, in, in depth on this on this podcast. We really want to pay for that. Yeah, yeah, we really do. But I think, for me, at the end of the day, is there are going to be a lot of similarities, some differences, some key differences, but it's a trust factor. And it's a, who do you trust to deliver or actually take the country forward? It's, it it's really doesn't... I mean, the policies do matter because they give an indication of what kind of leadership uh, we shall have. But at this stage and in this election, the issue is more to do with trusting the person and the party more so than it is about what this about the policies i think that the parties are trying to implement for me i think zim's problems like we always talk about the economy and everything like that zim's problems aren't economic they're not social they're political um and for zim to go forward it's always going to need a political solution and that's why you sort of see an angosana and you know like angosana is probably one of the best people to take the country forward on paper but we as a country have understand good our problem isn't so much economic it's it's about politics and that's why you see we you know when we discuss the manifestos we ultimately could you agree that at the base of each manifesto is a foreign direct investment based neoliberal capitalist economy that's what both parties want so you can't really separate them on on those issues but like you said it's about the actual political solution that 
people are bringing. So that's why issues, social issues like Murambachina, those things become more important. And the ability of, like you were saying, of the new president, whoever that is, to bring the country together around his vision. Because at the end of the day, whether it's Chamisa Care or Command Housing, these are all dreams and they're very hard, difficult to to achieve. And people are going to, you know, maybe fail, maybe not be able to achieve all the things in their manifestos. But if there's a political solution, if there's some sanity in the political sphere, then the country can go forward. And that's why this election is so important. Not because of Mugabe not being there, but more important like how it's run and what happens immediately afterwards. You know, we have two candidates, two lead candidates who, in my humble opinion, haven't shied away from reaching out to each other. You know, you saw Chamisa and Independence Day. You saw Emerson at Morgan Changre's house. So whatever happens, there is a chance, a small chance, if the election is run properly, of there being an acceptance of the result and the country moving forward. That's 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 all I hope for. And I, I you know, I I I want our politics to also move to a point where it is civil and where, you know, you spoke about the 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 things that Emerson and Nelson have both done, but also with where the parties and the candidates and the members of the parties get to a position where they actually are trying to hold each other to account, but also to make the country and each other better. Where the arguments are being brought forward and contested based on their on their weight, especially at the higher levels. Um, you know, I think it was Mnangagwa who said, or it might have been S.B. Moyo, you know, at one of these things that uh, if the MDC has ideas, and they're good ideas, we'll take them and we'll implement them. Uh, and you know, we, we speak about stealing ideas, but at the end of the day, I think it's about what at what both parties should want is what is best for Zimbabwe. We might have a different vision of how we are going to get to, or, or what best means, because it is subjective, but we must work collectively to make the country better. And there is room and there is need for a strong government and a strong governing party as well as a strong opposition party. And the two or you know opposition parties or the I'll, I'll yeah I'll split them in terms of the governing and the opposition must be counterweights to each other and assist each other in the process of governing the country. So I do hope that we move to there. And I think we're on the verge, but it it really takes the political will to do so, and also a political understanding. And 
we need to constantly reinforce these ideas and talk about these things. And this is where, you know, I really do hope that the media gets involved, the civil society gets involved, um, which is why, I, I you know, we, we've spoken about this before, but it's disappointing that a number of our activists have gone on to become politicians because that was a space, obviously, during a, an election year, the voice of activists is dampened by the political activities. But that was a space that I think needs to be strengthened and focused on achieving certain things. Um, this flag was a wonderful movement and a wonderful time for, for Zimbabwe. But I think it never coalesced around a particular idea or vision of what it was, of what it could have been, and how it how it could fit within the um, structure of Zimbabwean society, and continue to push agendas and advocate for certain issues that politicians or other institutions might not have a spotlight on. Yeah, but let's not put the horse bef- the cart before the horse. We we solve the political crisis and then we can we can get there. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, On to the voters. This is I mean, to my point, it's it's things like this that uh, Zach the issue of the voters' role in 2013, candidates didn't get the voters' role. Um, I think until 2014, the full voters' role. So, the issue of the voters' role historically is particularly sensitive. It's it's one of those things that after all the money that's been spent on BVR, the push to register, everything, bringing out the voters' role is absolutely critical, crucial, vital, and that's the one thing that they really had to be transparent about. And there's been a few issues. First of all, in in the interpretation of the law, to be fair, there's no such thing that says a provisional voters' role in the Zimbabwean law, only a mm-hmm. final voters' role. Secondly, mm-hmm. the voters' role has to be availed to any to all candidates that have been successfully nominated or passed through nomination court. So Zek chose to interpret that that they only have to give out a final voters' role after nomination court. Mm-hmm. to those candidates that's that was the deadline they were working with which is fine in a way but say that uh, mm-hmm. we had the bvr voters role inspection period which you were given a link or uh, or ddi code on your phone i think it was star one two five something i'm not too certain where you could check your personal details as an individual yeah. which is what Zek is saying is the voters' role it availed to the country. 
saying, yeah, we gave you a voter's role because any individual could check their position on that role. Yeah. The opposition is arguing that, no, that's not a voter's role. That's merely a way for individuals to check by the very definition of a role. You, you know, you should be able to see all of it. Why it's important for the opposition to see the provisional role? Um, I mean, look, it's it's these are BVR is all done on computers. There's really no excuse. Zach said the role is incomplete. There's so many mistakes. This will raise problems. The opposition is saying if you're going to get the role independently audited, seeing its different iterations iterations and the final role helps with that so for example if there's a hundred thousand duplicates which are removed mm-hmm. having evidence could yes the role has gone from five million nine hundred people nine hundred thousand people to five million eight hundred thousand people makes sense because Tawanda BT was Tawanda BT was Tawanda BT three times yeah and whatever else it is, one would rather deal with the problems of that mistake than deal with the lack of transparency, particularly on this issue. Anyway, cool. Nomination court is on Thursday. Voters' role is announced on Friday. No one has been able to get their hands on it. But it's the weekend, I told you. Yeah. yeah I think I've been. Fair enough, no, but but, but no, my, my, no, no, no. There were people, and I'll I'll give you this. Uh, there were people paying money for the voters' roll on Friday before close of business. Nomination court didn't close. Nomination court was running <laughs> as long as you were in the room. As long as you were in the room at midnight, people were still being uh, having their papers processed. As long as we all pinned down queue. It's it's been a long week for my people at Zeg. Please, um, nomination court is run by the by the. the, Look anyway. No, I'm I'm, so so the fact that no one could do it. I mean, maybe on Monday we'll get it. No, if we get on Monday, sure. If we don't, then it keeps going. And now, so what for me? Yeah, go ahead. I, I completely um, agree that the issue of the voters' role is 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 a most is the sing at this moment is the single most important issue that needs to be um, handled. I do, however, um, how could I put this? I think that the position that Zek finds itself in is one which they don't want to make a mistake right now or to to be perceived to have been make, made a mistake right now and the reason is it's you it's very easy for people to be alarmist which sometimes happens and there are um, instances where once that happens it can spiral and it can derail the election process and I think Zek right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm assuming all of these are, are, are assumptions, are in a very precarious situation with, with regards to the role that they want to put out something 
that is not going to have serious blowback. Because they're also dealing with a new system themselves. Um, it's And also, I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is also the first time that Zek is officially handling the role removed from home affairs. Yeah. And you also have a new chairperson of the of you know of Zek who's come in however many months before the election. What after the BVR process had already started. I think there's so many nuances there that they themselves don't want because they know that this issue can make or break the election. They're so sensitive around it. Um and I do believe that the I, I, I do believe and have faith that the role will be out and that it will be available for inspection and people will be able to purchase it. Um, but I would I would rather have them be thorough and be somewhat coy right now and produce something thorough than us derailing the election process over something that they feel they were then not ready to deal with or rushed into or pressured into. And what 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 should happen is for them to be transparent about their processes. I don't that's, know. I haven't. That's all. I, I haven't followed. Yeah, I haven't. I'm glad you up said to, that because that's all I was going to say it. is that I, you I you can be as thorough as you want. But yeah, I haven't. I yeah, haven't followed up in terms of um, you know their their processes and how far they are. But it, as long as they are um, transparent with their processes. But I also also say, again, though, as long as they are within the legal mandate. Um, and I think this is another thing is, if there are issues, issues should be brought up in through the right and proper channels, through the courts, if need be. Um, and yeah, but there's I think a court it's, case, it's, uh, the ERC won the court case. That's uh, why... Which, which, which is, which is the way I think things should be handled. Um, it's, I don't know. I, do, I, I don't want people. To, I don't. I think there, there are people who have the power and the ability to create the impression around the election and around Zek. And I mentioned being alarmist. And I think because of the sensitive nature, because everyone wants this election to work and to be free and fair, processes and procedures must be followed. And at the same time, the institutions themselves must be honest about their processes and their procedures. Yeah, we're we're in agreement. And the only thing we, we differ on is that I don't believe they have been transparent. <laughs> I don't I don't believe that having commissioners saying one thing on Twitter then having that pulled back because they've changed their mind is transparent. I don't believe that it's entirely transparent to say they have availed a provisional voters role to the whole entire country. I think that the is a risk of alarmism possibly and but that is 
something that one would always have to consider but at the end of the day they have to understand the weight or the historical pressure they are under to do the right thing uh, and from where I'm sitting they have definitely tried but moves like not understanding that if the role needs is been uh, released on Friday people need to have it on that Friday and then closing your offices before anyone can have it is not a show of good faith yeah I mean I, 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 I can't dispute um, dispute that and obviously um, you know they, they must stay and, true to the and word. bear in mind this is I'm sure the role is not ready and they might must have people working overtime to finalize the role but we're not dealing with a normal situation where it's just Zek incompetence we're dealing with a situation where for example Advocate Mahere, the, the LO team, ran voters registration in Mount Pleasant during the BVR process. They had people there counting how many people went to register every single day. Whether they were yellow, green, blue, whoever they were, they counted. At that one registration center, throughout the whole registration process, they only counted... 600 people that polling station has over 5,500 voters fair enough the 5,000 people could have gone and registered at the central registration center but if you're dealing with a trust deficit and you're dealing with people that already believe that Here's things my question. are being cooked sorry quick question how how is it that those that information is out if the role is not out Oh, the Zeka's already released how many people are voting at each polling station so that they can justify having other polling station. Oh, okay. So so they they released Kuti in Mount Pleasant at the end of the second blitz we registered twenty million twenty twenty thousand people, whatever. And okay. those twenty thousand people have registered at these polling stations. Okay. So in terms of the trust deficit, I mean, you can contain whatever fires you want and you can do, you, you can rationalize it however you want, but we're not operating in a normal environment. I mean, we, we've, we've never been operating in a normal environment. Um, and it's, it's a complicated issue. Um, that we have before us and as i mentioned the, the role is the single most important thing right now in the run-up to the elections um all i can say is like i mentioned before i do hope that zek is transparent about their processes uh, um and we will wait to see when the role comes out they've said it's coming out they've said you can they've pay said for it's it. out they've said it's out uh, but well, no one has it yeah, well, it's it's it was out on Friday, and like I've said, they've closed for business. That's that's my that's the only explanation that I have. I'm not. It's not. A, I'm not. But it was, for you, it's really no, reasonable. I'm, 
no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not justifying the excuse. I'm just explaining why it's not. Why people don't have their hands on it. So we wait for Monday and we see whether people can get their hands on the role. Um, and Zek should avail the role when their office is open at eight o'clock on Monday, if that is the time that their office is open. And you know, just what the Chris. USB, no, but you can't. No, actually, that's not the way to do it because if you t- if I take a USB to Zek and no, I plug it, they in, are they giving go- you USBs. Oh, uh, the, yeah, if they give you CDs, USB- they're giving you an um, electronic copy of the raw. Or then giving clearly, you a private link to log on to a secure website. There's many clearly, ways to do it. Yeah, no, obviously there's many ways. But I'm saying you can't just go with your USB because then you just no. go corrupt the entire system. But no, anyway, that's... Yeah, the, you're yeah. watching too much I've seen these things happen too many times. But, and I know computer virus. What's... There's that other what's it um, uh, the virus that makes everything a a hidden file. <laughs> I was gonna say something really snobbish about, about the computers you use. About the I, I computers use a, you use. I, 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 I use a Mac, thank you very much. Sarah, how do you know about my virus? I know these things because computers virus. No, but um I listen, I, I completely understand and I agree with your point that you know Zek uh, has acted in bad faith. Um we we wait for Monday, we see whether the vote the, the role comes out. And when the role does come out, um I hope that parties, um, if they're going to independently audit it by themselves, do go through the process. And should they find, now this is, should they find any discrepancies, I hope they go through the proper channels to correct these things. Um, to one, for the sake of the electorate, two, for the sake of our democracy, and three, um, so as not to. Uh, again, derail derail the processes. Uh, so whether it's through the courts, whether it's through meetings with Zek, however it's supposed to be handled, um, let you know, let these things follow through, and also let people th- talk through correct channels. I think we need to move to a system where we are operating within a uh, within formal systems and formal structures. We've let we we we've been informal too long as a country. You know, everything is as uh, whoever decides wakes up one morning to do what it is. I think this it's it's a bad it's it's a bad practice, and obviously it's a bad practice that has come about based on the uh, political, economic, and social situation the country has found found itself in. Um, I think we we simply just need to now move towards especially as we get closer to the elections so that there's also an account and a record of everything that is being done um so that we everyone can look back or the parties themselves can look back and say um if there is an issue post-election you can say well on this date we did xyz or on that date we did xyz 
um, rather than wait for a rush at the last moment. Everything should be in order um, from henceforth all the way up until we have the vote on July 30th and beyond that, um, regardless of whatever results come out. Yeah, I agree, comrade. Yeah, I think that's... Let's see what happens. As you are scared, Kutis, it's not going to be so. I don't know. 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 And Kutu. That is pretty much TB in Mkupe, in my, my humble estimation. You don't think uh, Obit has the juice? Nah, he doesn't have the juice. Does he even live in Arari? Uh, a minute. Uh, a minute. I think he lives in Chesapeake. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> was, I wonder, I wonder if, I wonder what he thinks of the new maestro. <laughs> um, it's really funny. There's a video of TB giving a rally in front of the new maestro on top of, uh, I, I, <laughs> I, saw, I saw that, I saw that on Facebook. Yeah. Now people are working, man. I'm, um, I'm hopeful that something positive happens, and positive doesn't mean TB winning or MDC winning. I think there are a lot of positives that can come out of this election that aren't tied to any particular result. The only result I really want is for Fadzi to win, because I think that would be an absolute game changer. You think so? So this is one of the questions that um, I would have liked uh, Upenyu to ask. Fazi talk about all spoke about all of the things that you know she intends to um, the causes or the issues that she intends to to champion should she be elected to parliament. And my my biggest question is, um, how does she get or what's how does she work it as an independent candidate? Um, yeah, you know, that's a very in terms question. of who does she inter- focus inter- with? How does she get the yeah, votes? How how do how do you if you have an issue if you have bills that you want to bring the pot to, to to you know to the table, where how do you get the support? Um, are you going and uh, obvious obviously we we do know she tried to join the alliance and that didn't work out or there was something there that didn't work out. She's mm, my, my stories are up a Twitter rumors Let's 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 go. Hey. Fadzi works in the same building as Jamisa. Yeah, yeah. Their offices are floors apart. Yeah, no. If she wanted to be part of the alliance, she would have been part of the alliance. I don't think I. You know what? I I I would love to. Their terms were just unpalatable. I'm sure. If you want to join a party, can you join a party? You can't join. Yeah. (laughs) Now this is the thing. Did she want to join the party? The alliance is a coalition of parties. You have to be part of a party to join the alliance. You would alliance with Nisakan and Utwamwan, or Utiana, 
anabiti hawana uh-huh. wanu ma briefest party wo ye ne ne briefest ra ko se munhu what in the highlights aiwa no let's honest let's be honest sometimes ah, people a, people don't think no, on no, a political <laughs> political basis and just real politics just just basic maths how does that make sense for anyone Tango join a party whether you go to BT whether you go to to Mutambara go to anyone we've had the discussion about the alliance and and people bringing and parties that don't have people <laughs> anyway um yeah so I'm not saying she doesn't have people she, she just doesn't have a party I love her though I hope she wins <laughs> Oh my gosh, uh, but anyway, so since she doesn't have a party as an independent candidate, how is she going to work around the issues when she gets into parliament? When we're in a Jason Atemba, what do we say? We're going to the Kakukas girl. Kakukas, very three semi-independent. Because it's very easy to, it's, the thing is, you, you're really going to have to lobby and lobby hard. And it's very easy for others to shut you down. Because actually, come to the point, like you are saying, for, for an alliance, um you know a party unuya nevanu and if you want to join if you get into parliament and you have an issue and you still want to caucus say it's the mdc and get votes they are still going to ask you what's in it for them we must also understand this is how these political systems work world over regardless where there are negotiations there's always a quid pro quo you know what am i going to get out of it and it will be interesting to see what sort of conversations happening happen um you know they at that level if Nelson, do you if, know if do you know which which what she, what she's hoping for and what mm-hmm. would be great for her timber and jesse mm-hmm. is zanopia for mdc to get 44% 45% of the seats zanopia for mdc to get the other 45% and those three votes those three independent votes can sway and then Any they become parliamentary decision then they become they deciders. become ma- malema like king makers yeah the, yeah that would be that that would be that would be great but i don't i think i think they will i think we're getting a a i think definitely we're getting a 50% um simply based on the fact that for the most part those two parties are going to field in 210 constituencies if you had more parties um so all the other parties are uh, build zimbabwe and all you know they'll probably field in the cities but nationwide it's likely to be zanu pf and mdc and i think between the two of them someone will get 50 someone 60. will get at someone will get 50% If you had more parties fielding nationwide then you could say that you know uh cuz because it's what it's it's 200 how many seats are the 210 so 105 is 50% so you need 106 to just be over 50% if you had more parties taking at least 5 seats from not even 5 three two or three seats from each constituent from each um province then it would um shrink that i don't think we're going to get that yeah um how it could work though is 
I need to but read up a, on this. I need to read up. I need to read up on the proportion proportional reps because I think, for example, MDC Mube got a few seats because of proportional reps. So I think yeah, you need you need um, you get proportional reps based on the percentage of the vote in that province. Yeah, that's what I'm. So I'm saying, yeah, I think, uh, for example, NPF in Mashonaland or um, to, uh, MDC Kupe in Matibililand, those type of parties might cut that down. But I still agree uh, there will be two main parties in parliament. But but again, but again, even if it is MDC Kupe that cuts that down or NPF that cuts that down, you are rather, as ZANU-PF or MDC, working with those parties where your three independents or, you know, again, end up just being backbenchers. I don't yeah, think that it's going, it's going to be a split where you then don't have, a, you know, a Coupe's party will have a bigger sway than those three independents. They would be more of kingmakers because they probably have more numbers. And, of course, Kai, you have to ask yourself... Is Parliament going to be making laws in the next five years? <laughs> because I don't think we've had a a Parliament that actually makes laws properly in a while. Um, well, what 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 Parliament's what Parliament's um, job I think for the next five years, and we can discuss this at a later date as well. Uh, what after the election is what you know mandate and roles is to be aligning laws to the constitution, um, pushing those. Those issues, parliamentary portfolio committees should actually be going and knocking on ministries' doors and seeing what, where, you know, uh, what laws need to actually be aligned and pushing through. Because I think they're the ones who, at the end of the day, the bills come through them, don't they? And they yep. themselves are allowed to sponsor bills. So they need to be on the ball. I actually, I think Jesse Manjome said that in the last sitting of parliament, there were three private member bills the whole time. So, Banebas, we've got a long way to go. We do, we do. But yeah. we'll, Thank we'll you guys. deal with Parliament after the election. Yeah. When Fazi is, is the leader of the new school. <laughs> and now, and now. Capital 263.